show however we're all lacking joe and cups actually now that i think about it we have a can there is a singular can of bang to not provide. sponsored not sponsored we should be though today i'm joined by jim hi i'm i'm nick i, I probably should have said something about that and uh I, we have a we have a special guest today Hirito walker hello it's nice to be here jared walker jared walker good friend of ours good movie producer I'll link his works. I'm flattered. (laughs) (laughs) So, today's episode, I think the last time we did this, we said we would have a bigger, like, I think the next episode was going to be the anticipated films of 2020. Yeah, but then that that episode got magically lost. Yeah, so fun fact, we actually recorded it, but um, uh, the audio was unsalvageable. Yeah, it's unsalvageable. So, we came back with this one. Which is actually a review of the 1989 Batman with Michael Keaton. We just watched it. Like, 10 minutes ago, max. Yes. Just got done watching it. Might have been 11. Yeah, maybe. Maybe 12. No, that's, way, that's way too long. Okay. Um, but, so, first off, I just want to go with general overall thoughts on the movie. Just the movie. So, having having been alive when this first came out, and having grown up with Michael Keaton and his Batman, and I haven't seen it in a very, very long time, it kind of still holds up. I, I, I still like it. Like, for the longest time, it was like my number one favorite Batman was Michael Keaton, right? And he probably still is by a very slim margin. So that's Just a that's, slim margin. What's your second? Kevin Conroy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. like, how else? I mean, yeah. I thought you were talking about live action. I mean, Pattinson. If we're going live action, okay, okay. I will say that this is actually my first time ever seeing the movie. It's decent. You can tell it was made in the eighties, <clears throat> and I enjoyed. I think Nicholson is a really creepy Joker, and I think he doesn't even have to try that much to be creepy. No, it's just it's just who his. It's just his persona. Famous for The Shining. Exactly, right. You have I The mean, Shining. He, he's he has got all a these... down pad. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as just, oh, we'll get into characters in a little bit. But the overall just movie, I mean, I'll give it like a six and a half out of ten. It's not, I wouldn't like watch it all the time. If it was on, I'd watch it again. But it's not my favorite Batman. I kind of want to watch the second one now because I really... I, I, for the longest time, I always liked the first one more than the second one. But I think now, I think I'd like the second one more than the first one. Just because of the penguin okay. and the kookiness of it. Tim Burton is, is kind of a kooky kind of a director. Yes. Yeah. I'll make comments maybe about that later, depending on where we go. <laughs> but, but yeah. Jared, what, what do you we got for us over there? This is my favorite Batman movie of all time. There is no second... It's not even a close call on me for this one. With Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson in the lead roles, it's just, it's just perfect. It, with Jack Nicholson, he's a mix of perfect mix between what Mark Hamill would do in a few years with the animated series and what 
Romero did with the Adam West series. It's just like, it's spot on, exactly what I would want in a movie. And they haven't really been able to capture that magic since. But They really do do a, a really good casting choice in getting Keaton and Nicholson because they are kind of like different sides of the same coin a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like that. I mean, even in their costumes where, you know, the Joker is more bright tones and purples and, and Batman's, you know, black and, you know, there's right. a little splotchy yellow. That he's very, the, the, the casting was done very well in the sense that, right. like, they got the name figures of the time for that, you know, for that year, that time area, I guess, that right could sell the parts. And they sold the parts. Like, I'll say the acting is solid. I don't like to take on the Joker. That's my that's my take with the Joker. Sure. In this, he's just too like, I don't know. He's friendly, and I grew up on the animated series, and I grew up on the like newer animated series, I, the, I, the updated one, and and in those, and eh, maybe not so much in the old animated series. But Joker's a really like, like you see guy. the Joker, and he like you run, and right. people saw the Joker in this, and they just kind of like sat there and. I get it because he's a new villain. They don't really know a lot about him, but he is like using guns, shooting people throughout the movie, and people just don't seem to like have this like fear of the Joker. And I feel like the Joker is a villain to be feared. Now, like Jerry pointed out, Adam West's Batman. I don't think I'd fear the Joker. Yeah, but like that's a different style of Batman too. At the same well, time. and you can kind of see the progression because you do have a lot of uh, it was Caesar Romero's right. That was that the actor Caesar Romero. You do have a lot of his kind of like mannerisms, mannerisms, even like you know the style and everything like that. And for the '80s, the mobster kind of mentality was kind of the you know the crime boss kind of thing was was the thing. And you know he he was that Joker, Jack Napier was the character's name. He's kind of been in the public eye anyway. With you know a lot of the crime, so I mean he's not just like Heath Ledger's bat or Joker where he's new in town and nobody knows what to expect of, and you know he does a magic trick with a pencil. Right. I right. mean, so and it's you kind of see that chaotic nature kind of evolve after Nicholson into Mark Hamill's Batman in in the uh, in the uh, um, in the series. So that that I I think I think the thing the thing with the Joker is you know. Everybody has their own Joker. I mean, is Heath Ledger's, Mark Hamill's, Romero's. You got Nicholson's. I mean, you're, we're Jared prob- Leto's. Oh no, I for- <laughs> I forgot about Jared Leto's. Um, but you know, everybody's gonna have their own own take, and I think it's uh, you know, it's it's one of those litmus tests of you know people's personalities. You know, you know, what's your favorite uh, Joker? Or, you know, what's your favorite? Uh, uh, um, I can't remember his name now. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, I agree. It is just, it's a personal thing. Right, It's right. just like, for me personally, I don't like that portrayal of Joker. It's like, for me personally, my favorite portrayal of the Riddler is the newest portrayal by, I'm blanking oh, on yeah. his name. Edward uh, Norton? No, 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 no. It's um, uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, anyways, yeah. I love that, like, very cryptic disturbing very sure yeah like, well, like i like seven i like vi- yes exactly i like villains to feel like an imposing threat more it's just like uh maybe not a i won't say a laughing stock because i don't think the joker in the sure. film is a laughing stock by any means 
But I like them to carry. More fun with the role than yes, but it's not bad because I like his acting with it. Well, like he gives he gives off the impression that he is just like he like nothing can stop him, right? Like he's just this like happy go lucky villain who is on top of the world, and I I don't mind that portrayal. It's just not like my how I sure. want the Joker to be portrayed. And that speaks to Jack Nicholson in the movie itself when he was behind the scenes. All of the mannerisms with his mouth and his movements with his hands. Those were all him. There were no direction. Like, those are all ad libbed. So when you see him do something really stupid, crazy, that you're like, "Why would he do that?" That was just him in his own mind, being like, "What would the Joker do?" Yeah, I mean, he acts crazy, and I mean, yeah. I think as the Joker, you have to act like obviously different. Well, and like you said, different like series and different directors have taken their own origin stories. So like, you get to kind of pick and choose from all the different Hollywood perspectives. But the one I go with normally for Joker is he falls in the vat of acid. Mm-hmm. comes out he's the joker right and that to me i mean that would probably drive you somewhat crazy if you survived something like that and had to process all that like your mind couldn't do that i would think so i i appreciated nicholson's portrayal of like, losing his mind oh yeah exactly he's like, pretty sane at the beginning and right, then yeah. right kind of loses it and that's my issue with um heath ledger's joker it's just he seems too too much like he's sane and just doing it for the theatrics he's not he doesn't he never struck me as a guy who went crazy mm. he was just doing crazy things just to be edgy i'm not saying that he did a really bad performance it was a perfect performance he did amazing but it just wasn't how i see the joker yeah exactly because mark hamill's and jack nicholson's really just put the whole oh i'm doing all this stuff but it is seriously funny to him he actually thinks that he's causing laughs. Right, right. He's With like, Heath Ledger's, I just thought it was just... He thought it was funny, but nobody else could get it. No one... He might have... But it was, like, ironically funny to him. Mm-hmm. It was just more of a edgy, chaos-type deal. And I just... that's That doesn't speak to me, but I see how it does for most people. Yeah. I can... I See, and I've never seen the Heath Ledger stuff, so... I've... I love it. Batman rock. And I've heard it's really good. Like, I'm not saying he's a, it's a bad performance. No, yeah. Means, but, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, just a different take. and It is. But I like I said, if I had to award best acting throughout the movie, I would give it to Nicholson. I oh, mean, in I a think, heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's the best character portrayed. Keaton, I don't know how I feel about Keaton's Batman, to be honest. He, he had an interesting Batman. because he, he feels awkward in the role. He sort of like gripped the line between Batman and Bruce Wayne because he had the parties. He had the gala kind of thing, you know, but nobody really knew who Bruce Wayne was like because what was it? What was the um, the reporter was like, well, who are you? And it's like Knox, Knox, like he's a reporter who knows everybody else in the party except for except for Bruce Wayne. Like, right. But that also feeds to when they cast uh, Keaton as Batman and Bruce Wayne, they said. The public said, well, why are you doing that? I can't believe that he would be Batman. They said the same thing about Pattinson, too. That's the point. You you want your Batman to not be recognizable as someone. Like, the way that I could see Christian Bale's Batman and his Bruce Wayne, like, oh, that's him. I see what you're saying. Like, in the universe. You you could never put those two pieces together because Mm -hmm. they are totally different. Mm-hmm. Now I think if Keaton had a chance to go back and play Batman with like a newer updated suit too mm-hmm. or something I think it'd be a whole different story cuz I think he was very limited Cross our fingers for the Flash movie. 
There you go. Oh, he he was gonna hold <laughs> uh, my anticipation for that one. But he's I, the only I thing think I like he's, about that movie. I think he's very limited in his costume because I mean, like we were talking about oh, yesterday, yeah. and he's like has to like turn his like he has to turn his neck. Well, you can, like, can kind of see it in the fight scenes. Yes, yeah, yeah you can. Molded to him so <laughs> right. tightly yeah. that he couldn't. Yeah, even. and like right. so, like the thing is, you can't really give a like he didn't do a bad job of acting. It's just like for the time, the technology right. just wasn't there to do a Batman right. like people wanted a Batman. Right, you saw a lot of kicks and you saw a lot of arm movements hitting yes. hitting the different you know swords yeah. and everything like that mm-hmm. and yeah yeah you had the Adam West and when he's old, flying like, through the air on the cords he's very stiff and he's just kind of moving yes. down the wire because yeah. you know he has to be right and it's not like I said it's not anything right. against that it's the sign of the times mm-hmm. yeah but the Vicky... design for him looking the, his suit oh the suit was the good. suit was fantastic it's it, good it had yeah. so many like I know the logo on the on his chest is not exactly the bat symbol. It is a little different than what it's supposed to look like, but it pops a little. But you don't really notice that, and it's the same type of suit they use for the animated series, and most suits past this are all based a little bit on that. But as we've gotten farther, especially in the Joss Whedon Justice League type deal, yeah, the suits got a little bit like Batman looked fatter in the suit. I want to say not. I'd never expect Batman to look. That really might have been like that, that. That might have been uh, what's his face's name, Ben Affleck too, wasn't he? Like he was, he's Ben Affleck's kind of short and stockier too. Isn't yeah, he? he is a short yeah. stockier. Yeah, guy. he's not. Exactly I mean, like Keaton that. when he's out of the suit, he's kind of lean. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is for sure. When you think... look at the empty suits between both of them, sure. There's scene. There's a scene in uh, I think it's Batman v Superman or something where he looks at his empty suit and you can just it's, it looks huge. The head looks <laughs> huge, and in this movie you can. It looks thinner. It looks more form-fitting, but that's just a yeah. yeah limitations and stuff. I like, like the that. cape. No, yeah, the cape's good. I liked. I I loved the entrance where the the, the guys were like talking. Oh, like who's who's Batman? Like I don't know who that is. And like you just see in the background, like it wasn't like very prominent. If you just like caught your eye, it was just he was just like coming down. I like that know? they didn't do much of an origin story for him. It's like okay, there's this you know there's rumor of a bat. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There's not like this huge buildup or any, right. anything. People have, yeah, people have done that before, especially. Right now, they but did. It was, it was new for the time. Right, right, yeah. They yeah. did. They did do a little explanation later on, but yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. Explore it's, the character. It's a nice exposition. Yeah, get the, get the into the, the grit beginning. of the film and then explore. Right. That's a it's something that I think a lot of people don't actually do a lot anymore. They try to like have these origin stories like span the entire film, and it's like. I mean, you can answer questions about the thing. It's depending on if you want like a prequel or you want like the actual movie, you know. Right. It all depends on the hero because if you have a like Shang Chi, like most people in the general audience don't know who that is, so you need to have a story. But like Superman, Batman, Spider Man. Yeah, like they did with the new Tom Holland film. You don't need to see it for the three hundredth time. Yeah. Yeah. And I know when eighty nine came out, there was the only like real origin you saw was just in the comics so you could have done it right but i did like that they went for the oh you think that's the waynes no it's not it's just some random people right some some oh yeah in the beginning yeah Yeah. that was that was it was a nice it was refreshing now but back then it had to be even more refreshing because they because every series every new batman series they put out in comics would always do the same Oh, okay. See, I don't know a lot about the comics. I just I just watch the movies and the shows for the <laughs> most part. But yeah, okay. So casting, I think we can all agree they Casting's did a good. semi. Vicky Vale job. was pretty good. Vicky Vale did do good. I I, I mean, I was her wardrobe varied 
drastically throughout that mm-hmm. entire film. What she had in the credits, there was people who there was one person that did all of the costumes for everybody else except her. Yeah, she had her own costume designer for her outfits only. I, I feel like she had. Shows. I feel like she had more diverse costume than just about anybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. when Bruce Wayne was Bruce Wayne, he was pretty much like Steve Jobs. Turtleneck, yeah. jeans, yeah. glasses. Right, right. right. <laughs> And Joker was always wearing pretty much, you know, the purple, purple, and everything. Bob was wearing the same thing. Knox was wearing the same thing. Best, best, like secondary role goes to Bob for sure. Hundred percent. Rest in peace, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Spoilers. Alfred was already in. I mean, it's in 1989. If you haven't seen 89 Batman, you're either Nick or the rest of the population. Okay, you know what? (laughs) I don't fall into that category. Now you can say that. Yeah, yeah. But okay, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, environment. What did you think of Gotham? I think Tim uh, Tim Burton does a really good job making a really kind of creepy, gothic kind of environment in, in all of his films, and I think in this one he kind of really did a good job doing that. I think that was one of the. It set the whole pace of the film, and it was great to see like the Joker with his purples and everything popping against the gothic mm-hmm. out backdrop of Gotham. I thought it was good. Yeah, it felt really lived in. Yes, and like the way that there's been uh, the people who made the animated series. They said that without this movie, they would have a totally different show than what we know, and that's because of Tim Burton's like crazy mind of putting this stuff together. Right. And using, he didn't even make it all original. Like the Joker's outfits and stuff are all pretty loosely based on the Killing Joke, the way that Joker dresses in that book. And it's all you know the really thin hats and the big overcoats and stuff. But what he did for his own, making the city so dark and scummy, it was really really nice to see because I haven't. There's no one else has really done that for any of the series. The Schumacher ones are very campy and light. <laughs> neon. And neon. And then the Christian Bale ones are all pretty normal. They're like, kind of more realistic, like realistic than everything, yeah. yeah. And then the new one is just constantly nighttime. It is constantly, yeah. And it's, but it still has its own. They all, every single one, I'll say, has their own take. And that's mm-hmm. that's just, even though some of the movies are horrible. It's refreshing to see a different take every single time. We're looking at you, Batman and Robin. Yeah. And Batman Forever. Yeah. I've never seen those, but I know the reviews. If you really like campy films, like Arnold Schwarzenegger as a villain is pretty much exactly what you think as Mr. Freeze. Okay. They're they're totally watchable. Yeah. They're not not good, but you'll have a good time watching it with friends. Yeah. Okay. If you want to spend like a Friday night just like watching, you know, Mystery Science Theater 3000 vibes. Yeah, like it's, it's they'll it's make a joke fun. every time when when they click their knees together and or they the say ice skates bad, come out of their feet, or, or they say a bad pun. Oh, what okay. killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. The Ice Age. Okay, I mean, yeah, Any, I can see that. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> he says so many of them. Uma Thurman is Poison Ivy is pretty good. I mean, oh, okay. albeit a little campy, but mm-hmm. fair enough. I mean, Two Face, played by Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I know for that movie, that Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, and Tommy Lee Jones fought a lot. That's a lot of the issues with that movie because they were tr- basically trying to play the same character, but they had to share the time, so they couldn't. They got angry at each other a lot, I guess. 
I did kind of like that one. I mean, as as like one of those guilty pleasure movies, because Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey in it, yeah, right? And he like, was top of the world at that. And point. he was top of the world, Jim Carrey, and it was it got a little weird, but his suit was weird though. Yeah, his suit was very weird. He it. had an interesting commentary on on modern day like television watching mm-hmm. and consumption. That was pretty good. I did love his cane though. His cane oh, his was cane nice. was good too. Yeah. Well, his cane probably influenced the. Not the animated series, but the Batman, which well, it's the, it's the nor it's the one I believe it's the one from like, in the sixties where it's like got the, the, the question mark on on it and it just yeah. Have you yeah. seen the newer animated one? I haven't seen the new animated one. Oh, I've seen the, the Riddler that they do in that is very like nah, very emo-y. Jim Carrey's <laughs> got more spandex. Oh no no not not his suit but his cane. Oh, like yeah, the yeah. cane is very like he uses a cane in that one too. But anyways, yeah. um, the architecture from Gotham, I could directly see how that movie influenced the animated series. Like it's, mm-hmm. you can't tell me it didn't. Oh yeah, no, like for sure. There's just, even the last scene where the mm, bat signal. The- yeah, the bat yeah. signal, like all like just the architecture. I when it first started off with the architecture, I didn't like it. It felt really weird, and I don't know. To be honest, it felt wrong. Sure. As it went on, I enjoyed it more. It, right. it it kind of grew on me more than anything. Like I don't know if it was just like how they had to do the buildings or something in the beginning, but it, some of it looked like it was not even like real buildings. Like was it painted scenery? Yeah, a lot of it was matte painting. Some yeah. of it was miniatures. Tim Burton doesn't with his uh, his effects. He likes to sometimes go a little different. That's why in the beginning when you see Bruce turn around after he sees that thing <laughs> right. attack. That was That's, pretty it bad. It straight up looks like the animated series. Yes, and at yeah. the very end, when he's looking at the bat signal in the sky, it yeah. looks kind of like a matte painting. Yeah, and right. That, but that's all Tim Burton's crazy mind of. And that was before CGI. What he had in his head. Right, like, that's, like for yeah. the time, I'm sure it was great. Right, I'm. I'll be right up honest. I'm not a Tim Burton fan. Sure, oh, me I, neither. His... Not real. I'm not really. This is my only movie from him that I'm really just like deep in with. Mm. I love Tim Burton. It's just. Like you said, the strange mind. I just, sure. I don't, I don't think like that. Not that it's sure. a bad thing to think like that, but I just like my mind when I think of like a movie. I just don't think of like that, like the crazy, like sure. let's try all these different things out. Like I don't know. But anyway, so not that that really influenced my decision, but it was just one of those things that when I learned about it, I was like, oh yeah, that explains why maybe I didn't care for some of the spots because I've like some of it. I even because he did the what's that Christmas movie that's actually a Halloween movie. Well, he he did, Nightmare but he Christmas. didn't do Nightmare Before. That's a uh, yeah. It's, it's from his mind, right? Okay, yeah. It's, because it's, there were some things, kind of like when James Patterson says, "Hey, you author, how about you go write this book, and I'll put my name right across the uh, top of it." Okay, it's, ghost writers. Yeah, this yeah. is my idea. Yeah. Write a whole book about it, and I'll mm. take half the credit. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. See that that's credit. like another movie by him that I just can't. Sure, I just can't watch. I it. love Nightmare I Before like Christmas, and like with Corpse Bride, Frankenweenie. Yeah. Coraline. Yeah, it's all those. Like, the only one from that, like, kind of animation that I can somewhat tolerate is Edward James Scissorhands. and the Giant Peach, which is strange because I just have fond memories of watching that in my grandparents' house. Sweeney Todd. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, the animation oh, okay, style okay. of, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas and James the, and the, the Giant Peach. The stop motion mixed with. Yeah, yeah, like that, like, weird capture. They, I don't know, anyways. But Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. But, anyways, so. Um, Final yeah. thoughts? I like I already rated it. I don't know if you guys want to rate it. Um, I I mean I, I gave a six and a half out of ten. I think I said that earlier. It's it's watchable. Like it's not my least favorite movie ever, 
I would but, say I would say seven too. Like okay, like it it held up to expectations. It, it's it's it held up to what what I would expect a superhero movie back in the day to hold up with all the other superhero movies. Exactly. Like if I was to rank this movie with all the other DC films out there. It's one of the top tier. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely one fair. of the higher tier. Yeah, like yeah. even with all of their limited technology back in '89, it can't do what you know the Justice League or Batman v Superman did now. Like it was way above yeah. a yeah. lot of those films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I'd give it. I'm, I wouldn't give it a perfect score because there are some things that don't really work for me sometimes. But I would definitely give it a nine. And before we have to talk about real quick, Danny Elfman's score for this movie. The score's good. It is like one of the most iconic. It's the it's the Batman theme. Like if you talk to anyone and say, "What's the Batman theme? How's it go?" Danny Elfman's Batman no, no, theme. No, is no, 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 no. But copyright. <laughs> his his theme was even reworked for the animated series for the intro to that. Mm-hmm. And the Joker's theme, uh, I think it's "Waltz to a Death." The title of it is exactly what happens in the movie. And it's one of his most it's the it's the way you can definitely tell that they were written for the character. Mm-hmm. You're saying like like it defined Batman. Like the score yeah, yeah, defined that, the, Batman. The Batman theme, whenever I hear that, I'm thinking of the animated series and Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Distinctively. And then when I hear this Joker theme, it's I think of him killing Carl Grissom at the beginning when he's just losing his mind, spinning the gun all around, shooting behind his back, shooting over his shoulder. It's just, it puts me right there in the scene, and it never gets old to me. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely an iconic score. I, I don't know if any other Batman's been able to capture that iconic score. I will say I really enjoyed the Batman's score. Oh, yes, I, I enjoyed like, that one too. That score is really well done by... I'm not I sure can't, can't that. think of his name. It's something with Michael or M C. Like the, the last name starts with a C, I think. Anyways, that score is really good. But I have to agree. I think before the before the Batman with Robert Pattinson and this one, I, in between that, I don't know if anyone's done a score that really defines Batman for me. Michael Giacchino did the score for the Batman. Oh, it was G, not C. Okay. Well, you're close. Yeah, on the alphabet scale, uh-huh. you're only a couple uh-huh. letters uh-huh. off. <laughs> well, right, because like. Even even with the Batman score, I'm trying to remember the theme of Batman, and I know I can't remember it perf- perfectly. But if you ask me what the uh, the Michael Keaton one is, yeah, right, that right. pops into mind. Now mm-hmm. it could be that I've been alive since '89, so I just, <laughs> yeah. just it's ingrained <laughs> in my head as a child. And it's it's gonna be it's iconic. Thirty four years old next oh, year, and the be Batman. Gentle. The Batman has only been out for two, ten months. Not well, yeah, not even a year. Yeah. It came out earlier this year. It came out like mm. February. I know it doesn't seem like that. It seems like it's way longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Dang, so I don't know. Twenty twenty two. That's my that's my thought on the soundtrack for sure. It's a definitive mm-hmm. soundtrack that defined a hero. To be honest, yes, and a generation for most comic book fans and superhero mm. fans, kind of like the Spider Man theme in Sam Raimi's Spider Man. Yeah. They're very... Oh, Nickelback? <laughs> and they're watching us. <laughs> Copyright away. <laughs> oh, and shout-outs to Prince for doing oh, yeah. some of the music Prince in did, this movie. Prince had some good music in Prince it, actually. Prince did. 
and it really it really didn't stick out. It really he fit the scenes that print. it was in. It worked because Jack Nicholson's acting yeah, worked it with up it. A little bit. Yeah. Sure. If it if it had just been like like Prince just covering over something going on, it mm-hmm. would not have worked. But no. because he lived it up a little bit, it worked. Mm-hmm. But all right, so I gave a six and a half. We got a seven from Jim and a nine, nine from Jared. That's been yeah, the Batman. Up pretty well. It's been the Batman 1989 review here on the Cup Jonah Show podcast. Hopefully, we'll be back sometime. I don't know what we're gonna do next, but we'll figure something out. We'll bring you another entertaining episode. So you want to let them know what's happening in your life? Because mm. there's a big change coming. Nah. No, we'll wait. That's we'll the get, other podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll get another. We'll get. <laughs> we'll get another one. Recorded Tune into the then. other podcast. We'll get another one recorded. But uh, yeah, from here, all of us here at the uh, Cup Jonah Show podcast. It's been fun. Stay caffeinated. Always stay caffeinated. I like that. <laughs> We're keeping that. All right, we'll see you guys next time. See you. Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, you should go check out the rest of our episodes on our website at ccflugnutspodcast.com. You can also listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages by searching the Lugnuts Podcast Group. Thanks for listening, and remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.